What's up, handicapping homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch Show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. We're hitting the final stretch of the NBA regular season. It's Wednesday, March 1st, and I connected with my homie, David Troy, to discuss the nine-game Wednesday slate. David, what's up, brother? How's it going, Jeff? Thanks for having me on, as always. Yeah, dude. I'm excited to have you back. Uh, Whenever we collaborate on bets, it goes well, but whenever I go rogue, it goes pretty poorly for me. So hopefully you green light all the the picks that I make tonight and maybe even make a couple of the same bets yourself. That way we can both have a winning record today. Um, As you can tell, I'm a little bit down in the dumps because the NBA is effectively ruining my existence. Now I'm four. <laughs> I'm 4-0 this week in written plays, but my podcast record sucks. It's 48 and 50. Um, so got some work to do, but I guess I'm heading in the right direction, so to speak. Um, I these are written. I'm not even going to re- recap the written stuff because we have too many games to cover, and I'm actually doing my handicap for the most part on all these games in real time. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because you're going to hear a lot of clicking, and I'm, I apologize in advance to the audience because I'm just going through all my tabs as we figure this stuff out. Um, where is your confidence level? I need I need misery loves company. Where is your confidence level heading into March? And it depends on the day, to be honest with you. Like every time I make a bet, I'm confident in it, but then I watch the game, and then all of a sudden it's like. Well, how the hell could that possibly have happened? Yeah. So I watch, I, I bet on the Warriors in the first half, for example, yesterday, and they were down by like 20 at halftime. And I go, they are absolutely going to win this game. So it was a personal bet, but Warriors got me all of my money back and then some because I put it on the money line. Because I was watching them play and I was like, okay, they finally figured out, oh, maybe you should guard Damian Lillard if you're playing Portland. Yeah. Wow. So Lillard had, I think, 15 or 17 points in the first quarter, and then he ended with 25. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, actually. Yeah, so, I mean, it it was pretty clear that that was all they had to do, and then, you know, Poole got hot, and that helped, obviously, and everything, but um, I was expecting the Warriors to kind of come out and just kind of take care of business right away. I expected them to have that game plan on Lillard right away. They didn't. They sucked. They ended up needing to come back and... You know, they covered the four-point spread, but they didn't cover the first half. Stuff like that. And then the other one that really got me yesterday, and I don't want to harp about you know just yesterday, but the Mavs came down. They ended up being up by, I think, four with uh, four seconds left in the first quarter. And I've talked about it on this podcast, how terrible Indiana is in the first quarter of games. So I had a bet on the Mavs to cover two and a half points on the first quarter. And they let. Tyrese Halliburton roll the ball about a quarter to a third of the court without picking him up. And then when they did pick him up, he blew right by, I think, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, somebody helped up at, helped out at the rim, and it was decent rim protection. But you gave up a layup with four seconds left in a quarter? Like, four seconds left in a quarter are like half-court shots or jump shots when, when they have to go the full length of the court. It made no sense. So that one ended up losing and uh, you know cost me a, a winning night. So, uh, one of my three picks yesterday was the Pacers plus nine. I was watching that game and Dallas's defense is so terrible. How how Awful. funny would it be if both of Kyrie's Kyrie Irving's teams missed the playoffs this year? <laughs> like you it ruined be... Brooklyn so bad that they missed the playoffs. They 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 fall to the play in and get ousted via the play in tourney. And the same thing happens to the Mavericks with him actually on the team. That would be, that'd be perfect. That'd be, that'd be perfect life karma. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of things I could say about Kyrie. I'm not going to get into all, all of that, but uh, yeah, it was just, it, that was one of those games where I probably should have looked a little bit closer at, at taking the Pacers with the points. Cause that's just too many for the Mavs to be laying right now. And then the other one that I kind of regretted was this, uh, Spurs because I liked the Spurs the other night to beat the Jazz and then I didn't play it and they played really well in the first half and they ended up kind of falling apart uh, and then the Spurs won last night and they snapped yeah. their their streak and I was like you know that that was one of those games where it was kind of like 
they probably should take this game down. I mean, Utah's leaving after this. It's one of those games where does Utah really care about playing the Jazz two games in a row? Probably not. They didn't have Jordan Clarkson. Or, I mean, does Utah care about playing the Spurs? They didn't have Clarkson. So, But you laid off it. Yeah, and some of those situations I need to just kind of uh, probably do a better job of, of trusting my gut rather than like being like, can I actually support the Spurs? Well, that's part of the whole NBA 2022-2023 PTSD you and I are both suffering, where it's just like those type of, I don't know, I don't know what the word for it is. We'll call them like next level plays that we were making last year running good. Just we're a little more afraid to make them because it's like on top of all the other losing I'm going to do, if I lose with a team that's lost 16 straight, I'm going to feel like a real dumbass. So Yeah, it it sucks because, you know, you know, when you're giving plays out like we do too, it, it makes it even worse because there are some things that you want to take a shot on and then you're like, well, how can you justify this if it doesn't hit? And yeah, you, you almost can't. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't justify backing the Spurs to win a game after they lost like 16 in a row. Yeah. yeah. Just, you remember how I came at you in the, uh, or I DM'd you the other day about the Joaquin Phoenix uh, the Joker gif where it's like you're putting yeah. on the clown makeup. Like, all right, yep. what do we like in the NBA today? <laughs> yeah. I don't, but yeah. I, 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 going back to an original point that you made or, or a point that you made earlier about just confidence. I'm confident every time I give out a pick. I, I, I actually believe I'm going to make money this year eventually with a couple of my futures, one of which is the Clippers. They look terrible. I don't know, but I, I just feel like I'm going to get there. So, um, let's let's put all the bad stuff, the bad juju behind us, and start looking at this Wednesday slate because there are some good games. The first one, seven o'clock Eastern Standard tip off, Phoenix Suns visit the red hot Charlotte Hornets. They've won four straight, um, but Kevin Durant makes his debut in this game. He's going to be on a minutes restriction. Charlotte's without Lamelo Ball. Um, I have a pretty strict policy where I don't bet the Hornets because of Terry Rozier. And I'm going to continue with that today. So I'm passing on this game, but what are your thoughts on either Kevin date, Kevin Durant's debut or just like the matchup in general? Yeah. I mean, I think Durant's debut, like I don't, do they have points for him in terms of point props? I'll look Uh, it up now. Right now the game is 10 and a half over under 229 point props. 20 and a half for Durant for points. I I don't think I would play that. I, I don't know how much the Suns are going to try and like work through him on this. Durant could put in 20 points in a quarter if he wanted to, but um, there are just a few things I, I thought about this game. I don't think I want to play it one way or the other. I kind of lean towards the over in the game. Um, Charlotte has had really high totals lately, um, and this one is at 229 right now. Um I don't expect the Suns to do all that much on defense, but they won't really have to. Hornets without ball are not very efficient, so you know you would think it should be an under, but 229 just seems a little low to me for whatever reason on the game. I don't think I'm going to play it. Um, I If I had to play anything on this game, it'd probably be the Hornets plus the points, just because sometimes when, when you get somebody like Durant into the game, you're trying to acclimate him a little bit and try and figure that out. I assume he'll be starting for him. Um, and they'll try and run some plays with him and get him used to playing again. He said that he has no issue or he hasn't felt pain in his knee in a couple weeks, so he should be fine. Um, but they're not going to ramp him up a lot in this Hornets game. Like, why would they bother? They should be able to win this fairly easily, especially without uh, LaMelo Ball. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's a whole lot of nothing for me on this one. Um, well, I'm going to get waxed today, dude. As you were talking and as you let off with the Kevin Durant points prop stuff, I have pretty much mentally locked myself into betting the over here. And his, Yeah, it's over 20 and a half. I mean, he averages 27 for his career. He's averaging 29.7. You know Chris Paul won't take a fucking shot this entire game and is just going to feed Kevin Durant. And I believe Devin Booker will probably ingratiate himself or accept Kevin Durant with arms wide open. <laughs> to quote Creed, 
one of the greatest yep. rock bands. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> in, in his debut for the Warriors in 2016, he put up 27 on 11 of 18 shooting. So kind of going back to your earlier point, it's like he doesn't need a high volume to get over 20 and a half. I actually think he might get a high, high volume in this game, despite the minutes restriction. The over is juiced to minus 120. We know Charlotte has a, a bottom five defense. Let me just... Uh, excuse me, a bottom 10 defense. They're actually playing pretty good defense lately, but obviously they're really no match for Kevin Durant and Devin Booker if they're clicking, right? I think Kevin Durant is has to be one of the easiest superstars to play with, right? Like he doesn't really need plays run for him. He's willing to space the court. He's willing to take the ball in isolation sets. He, you know, he's one of the greatest scorers ever. Right, so it's it's square clearly, right? One of the greatest scorers ever, averaging twenty seven for his career, twenty and a half, right? But I mean, yeah, the over is juice. You know what? I actually take back that point. The over could be juice just because suckers like me are going to bet it anyways. But I also think like he's always on social media. He's always talking, and and you know he wants to shut people up immediately, right? And and. And he doesn't want, like, I don't anticipate Phoenix losing games early. Like, I think they're going to come out and look, like, ready to go. And I think he's going to look good pretty quickly. And this is literally, like, the softest or easiest landing spot for him. It'd be like this or San Antonio or Detroit. Like, like why aren't they going to light up the Charlotte Hornets? Why Why wouldn't they? What did he do earlier yeah. this year against them? Uh, you jump in here. I'll, I'll see if I can find that. Yeah, I was going to go back to one of my points. I actually kind of talking through that uh, total, the under seems like a better play, I guess, <laughs> in this, which is completely flip-flopping. So I, I probably am going to stay off of it altogether because I'm kind of uh, talking myself into both sides, which is never a good sign. Um, but with Durant specifically, I I am trying to find out if there's any indication on how many uh, – minutes he's actually going to be playing um i feel like if he plays you know 20 minutes that should be enough for him to uh get kind of warmed up at least but you know they may not need him at all in this game which is where i'm kind of uh concerned i mean I, i looking through twitter i've seen some bets that he was um at 23 and a half points to open and it's now down to it's 21 and a half at FanDuel and 20 and a half at DraftKings which is pretty normal they're usually a point different on that um I just am really concerned about how long he plays I I I personally would just lay off of this altogether um you got a guy like Devin Booker who is at 24 points or yeah 24 points on both I, I kind of think Booker is going to end up playing a lot more of the game and probably plays without Durant on the floor. If I'm Monty Williams, I make sure Durant or Booker are on the floor at all times. One of them is on the floor at all times um, moving forward, but uh, he'd probably be the guy that I would look towards the over on. I think he'll probably be able to get more points. Maybe Aiton, too. Aiton's been doing pretty well. But this Mark Williams kid is actually pretty solid for – Charlotte too, so yeah, he can play a little bit actually. Yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of like question marks in this one. I think it's if I'm advising the audience, I say it's probably best to stand off on it altogether. Uh, there's a lot of different pieces in this that you could look at and say like, well, this is actually a good argument for this. Um, the the one that you said that probably is best though is the Chris Paul one of of him going under his points because why the hell will he shoot in this game? I mean, you have Booker, you have Durant. You're going to be looking to get Booker points. I I think that's probably a good way to look at it. So I would say Chris Paul under 13.5 points is probably uh, a good look. How about over 8.5 cysts? How do we feel about that? Yeah, I could see that. I mean, that, that makes sense. What's he averaging on the season? Eight? Nine? Um, I'm pulling it up right now. He's averaging 8.9 assists per game. The yeah. his 
we'll go through his last few games. 7, 6, 11, 19, 9, 8, 12, 14, 8, 3, 9. It's uh, not what I would call very consistent, but... Um, he played 40 minutes yeah. Um, yeah. Sunday against the Bucks. He has been scoring a lot, though. I mean, he's been he played he's played a lot of minutes, so he might get yeah. the volume. He has been scoring, but again, is this a game that he actually needs to? Like, I'm looking at the OKC game, I think that's probably pretty similar to this one. And 16 points in 32 minutes, six assists. Uh, <sighs> he talked me out of everything here. Good job. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't it, want to. It probably is best that we all stay off of this. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a fucked up game. <laughs> yeah, like I can make counter arguments for everything here, and I just yeah, uh, I should write about it. Maybe I do. Maybe I will do that. But next game, a uh, game I have no real interest in. But the Bulls are at the Pistons minus six for the Bulls. Um, Two twenty two is the total. Um, I know that's came down a little bit. People are hitting Bulls totals, the under on Bulls totals, pretty uh, consistently. They've actually played good defense for the season and really bad offense, despite their personnel kind of being, I don't know, the opposite of that. Um, But in Detroit... I mean, their their offense and defense is terrible. Lately, their defense has been much better than their offense and just much better than their um, season-long defensive rating. But I don't really have much on this game. Maybe something comes to mind when you start talking about it. Do you, do you have anything here? Um, I do kind of like the under on it. I'm not going to play it. Um, Drop from 227. I, yeah, that, that's the main reason I'm not going to play it. Um I did like the Bulls originally at minus six, and then I looked a little closer at the injury report, and uh, it looks like Detroit will have pretty much everybody for them. Uh, Jalen Duren and Isaiah Livers are both probably out. Duren, um, Duren has been out for a few games now, uh, but the big one here to me is Bogdanovich will be back, and so will Jaden Ivey. Neither one of them went to... Where the hell were they playing last time? Charlotte, actually. Uh, so both of them should be back in the lineup. Um, so I, I think it probably makes more sense to stay off of this one uh, as well. Um, this is a weird schedule spot, if I remember correctly, for Detroit because they just traveled and now they're back, and then I think they travel again. Um, and they, they should be losing games at this point. That's what you want to do. Uh but I would have felt a lot more comfortable in the Bulls covering six if they had either won yesterday or if they were um, they were blown out one way or the other because they played a pretty tight game that went right down to the wire. Um, and I, I think you could probably expect Levine to go over his point total in this one. He's been playing a lot better lately. DeRozan seems like he's playing a little bit better. Um wouldn't be surprised to see Vucevic get uh, his points and rebounds. They did play in Paris, I think, last time the Bulls and Pistons played, and the Bulls won pretty easily. Uh, they won by almost 20. But, again, that's a little bit of a different scenario. Um, to me, it'd probably be still Bulls or nothing. I just don't know that I really want to back them on a back-to-back on the road. So, um, with no rest, the Chicago Bulls are <clears throat> five and five against the spread as road favorites. Not good. One and no. seven against the spread. They have a minus six point one uh, point per game margin and a minus eight point five ETS margin. Yeah. So in my head, it would actually be Detroit or pass. Let's see the line movement. I, I can't bet Detroit because, as you guys have already heard me say a bunch of times, I've lost too much money on this team um, this year, and I'm kind of done with that. 85% of the money or tickets, 75% of the money are coming in on the Bulls. Line, I don't think, has budged since the opener, which is still uh, which is six, and it's still six. So that would suggest to me that Pistons are probably the better look, but... Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go to the window with the Pistons, so I'm kind of off this game. 
want to move to the next game, the Nets at the the Knicks? Yeah. Knicks favored seven and a half. They are looking great since getting Josh Hart. Um, think six and zero oh, straight up and against the spread. One of the best net ratings in the league over that span. Total is two twenty three. I'm going to play the over in this game. Uh, both teams went under the total in their last game, but over the last five games, the New York Knicks have either the first or second best offensive rating in the NBA, and the Brooklyn Nets have the second worst defensive rating in the NBA. Um, the Bucks, I'm going to say this like I, they on, only scored 118 points last night against the uh, the Nets. And that game went under, so people are thinking, well, I don't know, maybe they did all right against Milwaukee. New York's offense isn't nearly as good as Milwaukee's, which I agree from a season-long perspective. But Milwaukee just started slow. like, And they when they got going, they buzzsawed them. And then they kind of took their foot off the gas in the fourth quarter, and this game just died in the fourth quarter. Only 46 points scored. Um, so I think... Their last game being under is misleading, and the Knicks' last game being under versus the Boston Celtics, where they beat them 109 to 94, is also misleading. I mean, that's just like a division matchup between two teams that are really good. They were missing Jalen Brown. It was a, it was a rock fight, and it was kind of always going to be that way. I don't see this game playing out like that. Um, and in fact, three of the last four games for the Knicks have went under the total, and it's mostly because the Knicks are just beating the crap out of teams. Um, so uh, I think this one plays closer to the over, uh, or plays to the over, um, because also Knicks are one of the best offensive rebounding teams since this trade for Brooklyn, their defensive rebounding has been terrible. So we're going to get a lot of easy putbacks for the Knicks, I think. And also Mikhail Bridges is on the Brooklyn Nets. And I just feel like the end, there's going to be like a good, combative like in a friendly way energy between these two teams and they're gonna they're gonna put on a show and try to outdo each other I think Bridges has been going really well lately so I think he's gonna score some points um and and Jalen Brunson's and, and Josh Hart been playing really well so I'm gonna go with the over in this in this matchup oh final thought the Knicks as home favorites this year are 15 and 7 to the over so I'm going over the total. What are your thoughts? Uh, my best play on this would be Knicks first quarter minus two and a half. They're one of the best first quarter teams at home. One of the best first half teams at home. They're both playing back-to-back games. That is usually where you see energy. I'd like a lot more if the Nets were not on a back-to-back as well. Um, Wait, no. But Just to clear that up for you, the Knicks aren't on a back-to-back. Oh, the Nets right. are. Sorry. So I'll pull it up for yeah. uh, rest advantage. Uh all right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm thinking just first quarter, so that, that's my fault. But um, I still like the Knicks at home. This is uh, them in the middle of a home stand. Uh, let me see when they leave. This might be their last game. This is their last game before they leave, but they have a at least a travel day in between. Um, so for me, that would probably be my best bet in this one. The only thing I want to point out, you brought up Mikhail Bridges, and, of course, this is – the reason I know this is because I said, okay, the uh, the position of uh, you know small forward versus the Knicks has been doing fairly well um, against them. Mikhail Bridges has been shooting a ton against uh, or, or or playing really well, scoring a ton of points lately. I mean, in February even before February, before he was traded, he had 25, 29, 23, 25, 24, 21, 23. Guess how many points he had against the Knicks last time they played? I don't know. I can't even remember. He had seven points. Oh, okay. <laughs> he had seven it, it, points. It, it was a, it was a, was he on the nets? Yeah, he was on the nets. And, uh, of course I bet the over for his point total on that one. And that's just kind of like the crap that keeps happening. But, uh, when he played against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden uh, the first time this year when he was with the Suns, he scored 10 points. So it's possible that he just really can't play in Madison Square Garden. I, I'm not 100% sure I mean, what the reasoning is, but uh, his total is at 20 today. Personally, won't play it one way or the other, but I definitely would not advise anybody to take the over at this point. 
Um, for Mikael Bridges. Yeah, for Bridges. He he scored 20 against the Knicks last year at home. Let me see if they, the road – on the road, he scored 10 points. It, it might be something about Madison Square Garden. So maybe the under is the play on Bridges for points in this one. Um, that's that's they, interesting because he's a Nova guy, so he's played in the Garden, I mean, a whole bunch of times. In yeah, St. John's I, Big East Tournament, all that. I don't know. It could just be a odd situation, but 10 points – 10, 10, and 7 in his last three games at the Garden. I don't know. It, uh, th- those would be the two looks for me, I guess. Um, I'm much more confident in the Knicks' first quarter than I am Bridges um, going under, but I, I wouldn't advise anybody to take Bridges' points just because he's been racking them up lately. Fair enough, yeah. No, I'm just taking the over in the game. Both teams, when they last met, shot over 40% from three. Um, they had a combined 59 free throw attempts. New York won 124 to 106. Mm-hmm. The, the Knicks tend to allow teams to chuck three pointers and more pack the paint. It's been kind of a weakness of the Knicks defense. So maybe Brooklyn gets some some three point looks and they they go down like they did in their last matchup. So. Um, you'll see that or you'll read that from me in my outkick bets uh, NBA written posts. So over 223 Nets. Knicks is my official look in that game. Uh, moving along here, uh, the Cavaliers at the Celtics, which is team rankings number one game by hot score for tonight. The Celtics are favored by five. The over-unders 219 with more juice on the over. I could change my mind in two seconds after hearing you talk, but I don't like the Cavaliers very much. I actually projected them to be a four or five seed in the East, so they're right around where I think they should be. Um, And I get Celtics games wrong no matter how I bet them. So I don't want to touch this one. I think the Celtics are the play, but I don't don't love it. What do you think? I honestly don't have that much on this one. I I think this is going to be one of those games that people – bet on because it's it, i'm guessing it's on tv right yeah it's on espn it's gonna um, be an awesome game i'm watching it for sure yeah yeah no i i mean i watch literally every game there is because I, I do league pass and then i'll watch games as i'm doing stuff during the day but um maybe the over i mean if if you think the celtics are going to win you probably take the over if you think the Cavs are going to win you probably take the under um I don't know. I, I don't have a great feel for either one of these teams. Like like you said, I think this is probably one of those situations, though, that the Cavs may want this one a little bit more than uh, the Celtics. What have they done the last two? So the, the Cavs have actually won the past two games. Uh, both of them went into overtime. Cavs came in and won by 10 in the first one in October. Uh, that had to be pretty early in the season. And then... Uh, just a few games later, they they beat the Celtics at home. Um, this this might be a point to just take the Cavs at home here. Uh, Cavaliers are on the road in this one. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Take the Cavs with the points. Uh, okay. That's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'll stay off. Uh, yeah, man, it's going to be a good game. Um, I, I it just the the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers don't have much of a backcourt defense, at least not one that I respect very much. Um, and so that puts a lot of pressure on on Mobley and, and Allen, who are sick defensively. But I don't know. I I, I also kind of lean to the over, but the sharp money supposedly is on the under, and the under or the totals coming down a little bit. Opened at. 223 and it's now down to 219 so maybe like the playback or the buyback is the idea but you are going against sharp money um again allegedly who knows uh next game another awesome game 76ers at my favorite non-knicks team the miami heat the miami heat are getting two points i saw that they were favored one and a half last night um the total is 216 
76ers are very similar to me as Terry Rozier and Boston Celtics. Like I just, I hate betting them. I, 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 I choke usually when I bet them, but the heat have made me so much money over the recent, over recent years. And that has all been given back this year for the most part, because <laughs> they have, they have cost me money. So my initial reaction is, or my initial thought on this game is to bet the Miami heat getting points at home, but I'm a little nervous about it. I don't know. What do you got? What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, home dogs have been very profitable this season, so it wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Um, Miami after road trips is not great. I'm trying to add it all up in my head here, but, uh, I probably won't be able to do that that quickly. Um, they just went into Philly and had to win a game, essentially. I mean, they lost four in a row. They didn't look good. They lost to Charlotte somehow for no reason after getting blown out in Milwaukee. Um, it, it was a back-to-back, but it's still like that was one of those games where they were losing by – they lost by almost 30 to Milwaukee, and then they came back the next day and had a chance to actually do something, and they didn't. And then Butler kind of took over – in the 76ers game, he got to the free throw line like he normally does. He did in the Charlotte game too, but it just wasn't enough. Um, and Philly's been playing a bunch of games that have been really close lately, and they were kind of like, you know, is this going to be a losing streak for them? I don't, I don't know that I would say that necessarily. Um, and I'm a little surprised that the total is it's going up, right? Yeah, on it um, when they. They combined for 200 points, and now the the total is 216. Um, so I I probably will have to look into that a little bit more on why that's possible. But I don't really want to back Milwaukee um, after a win, or excuse me, Miami. I keep getting tongue tied around here. Um, Miami after a win and then returning home. Um, do you have any thoughts on like player props? I want to try and add up what what they've done in their first game back home. Oh, Miami after a win is 9 and 20 uh, 9 and 20 against the spread. So that is a decent thought. Um player prop stuff, I'm not really much of a player prop kind of guy to be honest. Um let me see if I can find something that I like. Uh, for some reason maybe it's just cuz it's the first name on the list. So that Makes me not feel great about. How about Tobias Harris, thirteen and a half points over plus one one hundred, even money on the over on that. I so, mean, like, I think Tobias Harris, it, 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 he's tough to bet on, right? He just no shows some games, but thirteen get, and a half. I feel like I think he got injured in the last one. I feel like he missed some of the game. Like, I'm pulling could be up wrong. his game logs. Yeah, I mean, he only scored two points last game against Miami. Yeah, then he, but he played thirty-four minutes. So he, yeah, so he just had, had had a shitter. So that, in in that sense, it's like you get a bounce back effort out of him. I'm thinking, but he scored. Oh, that was his first game against Miami. Um, I'll look up last year. So I just think that's a low number. Um, yeah, I mean, he averages fifteen point three points per game this year. Last year in the playoffs against. Miami, he scored 27, 21, 9, 13, 12, and 14 in like the four games. So he went over that, or in the six games. He went over that in three of the six games. In the regular season, Tobias Harris had 24, 22, 16, and 14 against Miami. I take that. That's interesting. Um, the point I was going to bring up before that I, I got the number for is uh, after a road game, Mil- or Miami, I keep saying Milwaukee, damn it. Uh, Miami is four and five straight up. Uh, some of these Wait, games after, have been pretty close. After a road game? What do you mean? Or after a road win on a back-to-back? No, no, no. I just mean after a road game. Like So their first game at home after they've played on the road. So if they played, um, okay. you know, uh, so, for example, February 11th, they played at Orlando. They won, came back home for one game against Denver. They lost. Saying. Yeah, yeah, That's four it. and five straight up, three and six against the spread, minus five points 
two ATS margin. Okay, I'm with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So, not not great. Um, but this is a stretch that's really important for them because they're playing Philadelphia, Philadelphia, New York, Atlanta, Atlanta, Cleveland, Cleveland. So they already got the one win against Philly, and they need to stack some of these together. They're probably going to end up in the uh, um, playing tournament is my my guess, but if they can make a run here, they, they might be able to overtake at least Brooklyn out of this, right? Um, I just don't know that tonight's going to be the night that they win two in a row against 76ers, who I, I do think are probably a better team than them. So uh, I, I just am not comfortable taking the 76ers on the road. If I had to, I probably would play them. Especially in Miami, you know? Yeah, there's probably right. some pretty I mean, sick clubs down there for James Harden yeah. to screw around at. It'd probably be better yeah. actually to fade them after after this yeah. game, right? You went a little yeah. too hard, Miami. Yeah. Well, I mean, 76ers are also 15 and 11 away, and what's that make them 24 and 10 at home? So, sure. Miami is 19 and 10 at home. So, I mean, you'd, you'd be going against some of that stuff. I just like I Miami so much. I'm not going to bet against them here. I hate betting against them at home. Um, sure. So I'm going to stay away from that game. Uh, moving on to the next game is the Orlando Magic at the Milwaukee Bucks. All I have here is square analysis, but I'm taking the Bucks minus seven. I think they're just going to throat punch Orlando tonight. All the dudes at the ringer love Orlando. They're clowns about it. Um I always shit on the ringer about it, but I clearly listen to a bunch of their stuff. <laughs> I do like what they're doing over there, but it's yeah, just, they have a good. It's just goofy how much they love the magic, despite the magic being I don't know how many games under five hundred. Let's look, uh, ten. Ah, they're actually better than I thought they were, to be honest. Yeah. Um, my or Milwaukee off of a back to back or on a back to back. You know what the record is? No. Well, against the spread, they're six zero and one. Um. <laughs> They have a they have a plus seven margin of victory and a plus six point two margin, so they've covered six and only t- pushed on one. So they're good bat in the back to back. I'm not sure what the injury report says. They haven't released one as of um the one thirty or excuse me the twelve thirty um, Eastern Standard NBA injury report. Um, as home favorites, they're very profitable this year. Um, they are, bear with me, 19-11 as home favorites. They've beaten the Magic 12 straight times since 2018. They're 8-4 against the spread in those games, plus 7.4 ATS margin, plus 18.4 straight-up margin. And I think Giannis is motivated by being the third favorite in the MVP. He's coming on strong, and I think I kind of predicted the Bucks would go on a run. I didn't think they'd win, I think, 16 in a row is what their current winning streak is. But, you know, it wasn't a hot take, but I was buying stock in, in the Bucks um, weeks ago, and they're kind of confirming my suspicion of being, like, a sleeping giant and reminding everyone that, hey, we're the team to beat in the East, not the Celtics. So I also think the Paolo Bancaro uh, presence kind of helps here. It's like, you know, Milwaukee gets to play against the number one overall pick. He's going to guard Giannis. Giannis might want to school him a little bit. And I think the Bucks are just going to kind of run away with this and, and just blitzkrieg Orlando at home. So it's mostly square stuff, but I'm going to just lay the points because these fools keep covering and keep winning. So... This is the game I actually, I don't, I don't have this as an official play or will play it or anything yet. You gonna stab me in the back, you scumbag? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I actually, I actually think there's a possibility Magic in this game. Oh wow, you should go work for the Ringer. See if they need <laughs> yeah. to find. Hey, you know what? They want a handicapper, you and Rostradamus. <laughs> yeah, me and Ben Simmons or Bill Simmons, who doesn't write anymore. Um, I actually, I do. I, I think that there's a possibility of some sort of situation out there that they actually win this. The Bucks are coming home. You've won 16 straight games. You're, you kind of have teetered on the loss to a certain extent. You, admit you had a really close one against Phoenix. Uh, last night, they were they had to turn it on to 
really take off against Brooklyn. I mean, I, I think it was the fourth quarter that they uh, it came on. Let me check. It was the third quarter that they really made their impact, and then it uh, kind of took over in the fourth too. But um, they obviously had to spend more energy in the second half. So you would expect them to probably come out in the first half and play pretty tough against Orlando, and this would normally be a situation that it'd be like, yeah, Bucks first half. Orlando's actually five and zero to the um, first half spread over their last five road games, and uh, Milwaukee I think is just three and two at home. I I do think there's a realistic chance that Orlando could could put an end to the Bucks streak because again, this is one of those games where do you think they actually care about this? They don't play again until Saturday, so there is some like extra rest in there at least. But that next game is against Philadelphia. Who do you think they're going to be more excited about playing or more interested in, in um, getting up for? Hey, this could be one of those trap games, man. You said they have extended time. How do you not care about a 16-game winning streak? Like, how do you not – you're not seeing, like, 20 on the horizon? Like, man, that would be cool. That would be would cool. You, would, you, would you rather lose to Orlando and then start a new one against Philly, or would you rather beat Orlando, get to 17, and then lose to Philly? How are the, what put, if what if they're like, well, wait a second, option C, we beat Orlando <laughs> and we beat Philly. What if they, I don't know what if why, they just why not that never one? lose again. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. This is a little bit of gambler's fallacy on your part. Then are you are you betting Orlando because Milwaukee can't win the rest of them? Because I agree, they're not going undefeated. I'm with you there, but <laughs> I think okay. So the safe play would be to take the seven points, obviously, but. I think if I if I'm gonna do anything with this, I might put maybe a half unit on on Orlando money line, and it could come back that you know the Bucks blow them out by thirty, and I, that's just as possible for me. This is one of those games though that I I don't think a spread necessarily matters. I don't think it's gonna be like an eight point game or something. I I think it's either the Magic win or the Bucks win by like fifteen to twenty. You know, I don't agree with that logic. I always think the points matter. <laughs> I just, yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, I I, I uh, vehemently disagree with you on that one. Respectfully, though. Hey. I get we'll, it. We'll see. I mean, all right. You're going to throw a half unit on the money line? I don't hate it. I don't hate your logic. And the Magic have, like, the size to frustrate any team, especially a team that wants to play in the interior and runs through Giannis. So, that yeah. that logic holds up, but now nah, I'm just gonna kind of go with my square analysis, where it's like option C, they're gonna beat the shit out of Magic, and they're gonna beat the shit out of the 76ers. I don't know if I'm gonna bet them against the 76ers, but like last night they were six and a half point favorites. <sighs> Who was it? I bet them in Brooklyn. Now I yeah. think Brooklyn currently. I don't have a lot of faith in them. If if they're playing the Magic on the neutral court, I actually think the Magic might be like a one-point favorite, right? So fair enough. But like Milwaukee at home, minus seven against Orlando when they were minus six and a half in Brooklyn last night, I don't know. Like it feels like there's a, there's – a bit of it, a bit of a, a bit of like the Milwaukee Bucks are playing in the second of a back-to-back baked into that line, which I, you know, again they're profitable in that situation, and then a little bit of love for the Magic, which I kind of disagree with. Like they're pretty good, but not that good. Yeah, so for sure, there's some of that uh, in the line. I mean, looking at their past lines, though, you have. I think it's it, it seems like it's more than that because. Um, Orlando did cover last time as 10 and a half point favorites or underdogs. And, uh, the game was only a seven point game there. So you're basically saying that the, the home court advantage and the back to back would be neutralized and it'll be essentially the same, same score range. I I don't know. I, I'm going to just move on with my money line. (laughs) Think about it tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, next game here, the Miami Heat Philly was taken off the board. There's some sort of injury stuff coming down the pike, apparently. 
Um, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off between the Grizzlies at the Rockets. Grizzlies are 9.5-point favorites, which feels low considering the Rockets clearly don't want to win anymore. Um, and then the total is 231, which I have no thoughts on here. This is really a game I have no interest in. Uh, maybe you can talk me into being excited about it. Do you have a, a look in this one? Uh, Grizzlies, Rockets, probably the over. Hmm. Well, they're both on back-to-backs, though. Um, you know, just for anybody who's listening to this, this this is 12.37 Central Time. Not a, not all of my work has gone into this, so that's why you hear so much like back and forth and, and indecisiveness on what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I don't want people to just be like, ah, it's, you know, they're just guessing or I mean, at this point, it's kind of talking through the slate more than it is like these are set solid picks. Oh, um, yeah, and I, I am actually guessing. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think one at least angle to consider is maybe taking Houston with the points. That's not something that you also ever really want to be involved in. But Memphis has been really bad on the road, and you should move up your fucking Friday parlay. To Wednesday and parlay the <laughs> magic money line and then the Rockets money line. It'd be yeah. like fifty dollars to win one point three million. Like you'll do, <laughs> you'll be featured in like the draft king draft draft kings tweet of the night. It's like yeah, oh yeah, to better put three dollars on the magic money line and the Rockets money line. It paid out uh, five hundred thousand. Yeah, man. But this is one of those games that again. You got a team in Houston that is not trying to win. You would think that the Grizzlies are trying to, but do they care if they win by 10? I don't know. Probably not. This is a bad spot, too, because they were just at home facing Lakers, and then their next game is against Denver. So, again, this is a little bit of a trap spot. I'm not saying Houston will win this, but I do think that getting 10 points might be worthwhile. Um, I'd have to do a little bit more looking into – the amount of points scored by Memphis or, or just games in general on back-to-backs. Um, but this is this is kind of a – this might be a spot to take the under, I think. Um, Houston is – I don't see even lines for most of their players. Is somebody out for this? <laughs> <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> I don't even yeah. know. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is in it. With no day's rest, the Grizzlies are 4-4 four four straight up, and they're being outscored on average by seven points per game. A little bit more. So not yeah. good. Yeah. I I think if you do anything, you just take Houston with the points, then maybe, maybe the total is not worth playing. No, I don't know any of their players, so I can't even really comment on on the total. Or I don't know, I don't feel great about this game because I'm just so not interested in it. Somehow, I'm on cleaningtheglass.com, but somehow over the last two weeks, which there's only four games, you know, for each team for the most part because um, because the All Star break, the Houston Rockets have like by far the worst net rating. They're minus 24.5. The next closest is New Orleans at 15, minus 15.5. Like the Spurs who lost 16 straight games haven't been as bad as the Houston Rockets lately. So, um, But there is some reverse line movement. Open at 10.5, down to 9.5. So some smart people, I guess, are betting the Houston Rockets. I don't hate it if you want to jump on that train, but you – are you expecting Garrison Matthews to go off? What's the other guy? C- Sigun? <laughs> like what's the, who, who, are their, Sigun. who are their players? Hold on, let me look it up. Jabari, Jabari Smith, I know him. Oh, Jalen Green is back. I was still under the impression Jalen Green was injured. All right, well, hey, whatever. Well, I, they, they they lost by uh, 19 to Philly. They lost by almost 30 to Oklahoma City. They lost by 15 to Golden State. They lost by 6-17 to Portland and gave up 71 points to Damian Lillard. I believe that was the game. Uh, And then they lost by 21 yesterday to Denver. So 10 points may not be enough. 
They're due. But, They're due. <laughs> yeah. But again, you're facing a bad Grizzlies team that oh. has to play this before they play Denver again. They're terrible on the road. Uh, yeah, they go to Denver, they go to the Clippers, they go to the Lakers. This is something that I've just heard from Memphis fans. They are terrible out west on the road. They are. Yeah, They're like this, real bad. I I don't know. I'm looking at this. Uh, yeah, well, they, they lost when they had the five-game road trip before. They lost all of them. They lost Los Angeles, Phoenix, Sacramento, Golden State, Minnesota. Um. I don't know. This maybe this is an under game. Their last few games have been going under, so maybe I got to take a look at some of the pace of the games that uh, Memphis has been playing in. Well, I can Could pull up the first, last five games. Half. Memphis is or the last five games eleventh in pace. Houston's twelfth, right behind them. Yeah, um, they're both shooting under fifty percent effective field goal shooting. Oh my god. Yeah, well, you you know the. Uh, let me make sure. Gross. No, this isn't the. One of the more profitable, not the most or anything, but one of the more profitable teams at home in the first half is. I would guess the Rockets. That's right. Yep. <laughs> that was uh-huh. a softball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew Grizzlies you were going with that. <laughs> yeah, the, the Grizzlies are are still uh, sixteen and thirteen against the spread. All season, um, just two and three in their last five, one and two in their last three. At home uh, on, the, or on the road. On the road. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Houston is just one and two in their last three, though, as well. So they're, that could be coming back down to earth a little bit. They were really hot to start the year at at home in the first half. Um, but they, they also may not be trying to win a game the rest of the season. So, yeah. Yeah, it's probably safer to not play it at all. Which is a perfect to segue to stop yeah. talking about the Houston yeah. Rockets. Yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah I I'm sorry. Uh, that was rude. I don't want to cut you off. Let's keep talking about the Houston Rockets. No, let's please not. <laughs> I was just going to say if I had to play it, I'd, I'd take the 10 points. But let's move on. <laughs> all right. Another just terrible game. The Los Angeles Lakers, who are tanking for Victor Wimbanyama, possibly. They are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Oklahoma City Thunder lost last night to extend their losing streak to four straight games. Uh, They've been without SGA for the last three games, but injury news came along as we were recording that, well, everyone knew that LeBron James is out, but D'Angelo Russell is also going to be out. He was iffy towards playing, and Anthony Davis is out. Yep. With all that, I actually think four and a half is a good number and cheap, and I might just take it because the the Thunder, though they've lost the last four games, have shown life in all of them, even without SGA. Like last night, that 123-117 victory or loss, Sacramento, that was a they, – they played them tough, right? Um, same thing with the night before. Uh, they chopped against the, the the Phoenix Suns. They chopped against the the Jazz. Both losses. So if they get SGA back, I love that number uh, minus four and a half. And if um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm just hoping for some good injury luck for for SGA because the Oklahoma City Thunder haven't announced their haven't released official injury report. I'm trying to look at the ATS records in these price points so the thunder are four and oh against the number when three to four and a half point underdog oh uh, favorites so i don't know i'm thinking about betting the thunder what are you thinking well i'm thinking that uh if the thunder win tonight they're 29 and 33 and the lakers will be 29 and 34 which is ridiculous i want to know why the hell anthony davis is is not playing in this game. I mean, I, I just, this is, drives me nuts because this is a game you have to win if you want to have a real chance at the playoffs. And it, if they just said, well, LeBron went down, so I guess we're just going to sit this season out. I mean, that's one thing. But shut down Davis then, too, at this point because he's likely to get hurt and not miss half of the next season. So I don't know. I actually liked the Lakers. 
to start the morning, but I, it was before Davis was uh, officially ruled out when it was just a one-point game. I'm not going to back the Thunder without SGA, even at home. I think it just isn't something that I want to put my money behind. Uh, they still will be at home after this. So they'll be, they're waiting for Utah to come in afterwards. So they should be, um, they should be the favorite in this one and are now. Uh, the only thing I, I would recommend maybe is to back Josh Giddy to get a triple double. I think he'll just mess around in this and, and be able to do it. Oh, he should nice easily get style. the points. Yeah. Why not? Uh, he I mean, he's gotten triple doubles before. He hasn't had one in quite some time. Uh, his last one was January 10th, if I'm reading his box scores correctly. Uh, but, I mean, on the season, he's averaging 16, 7, and 6. He's, uh, excuse me, 16, 8, and 6. Um, but without uh, SGA on the court, he's you know a little bit more involved as well. Uh, his points have been relatively high, so that might be a way to look. He went. He had twenty-five and six the last time they played uh, the Lakers. It, at, it's at plus a thousand. I, I could see it happening tonight. So that would that'd be the only thing that I would do is maybe put a sprinkle on that. All right. Sorry uh, if you heard me clicking. It's because I'm just typing down that I am betting the Oklahoma City Thunder at minus four and a half. Dude, the Lakers are, they've turned into an embarrassment. Like, this is a joke, sitting Anthony Davis. Like, if this guy can't go, for for whatever reason, if he's legitimately injured, it's like, dude, you're soft. You're a fragile mf'er. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder as home favorites this year, 9-4 and four straight up, 9-4 and four against the spread. They have a plus 11 margin of victory, plus 6.8 ATS margin. So they're handling business at home. I actually don't even care who they play because they have looked good recently despite SGA not being out there. If he's out there, then they're just going to cook these fools. I mean, what are we looking at here? Hold on. Let's go through the injury or the, the, the starting lineup real quick. It's got probably yeah. Troy Brown, <laughs> Wendell yeah. Gabriel. Yeah. 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 When, in, uh, when I can't Gabriel, Troy Brown is starting Dennis Schroeder, who I can't stand. I mean, SGA is probably – they're expecting him to be out. So, I'm just going to go he with is that out. anyways. Do they officially – oh, yeah, he's health and safety protocols. Yeah, yeah, he's out. And yet, they're still four and a half points. Yeah, dude, I think they're going to smack the Lakers. I don't understand what the Lakers are doing. I'm not going to overthink it. They just don't – they don't care. They can't figure out – they can't figure out their ass and their elbows. I'm just going to lay the points, whatever. I don't care. Uh Final game here on the docket, the New Orleans Pelicans at the Portland Trailblazers. Um, do, do I have five bets? I think I might be making five bets today. I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the, 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 the Pelicans plus one and a half. Um, they're one and a half point dogs plus 100 on the money line. Over-unders, 233. The uh, Trailblazers, A, need too much out of Damian Lillard and B are asking too much from him. The Pelicans are at an absolute buy low spot. They are banged up. Obviously no Zion. I think Jose Alvarado's out tonight, but, um, Brandon Ingram, I was going to say he's the best player on the floor. He's not the best player on the floor, but I just like the Pelicans and, and, pretty much a must-win scenario. Like, they are sliding far to the playoff race. In fact, they're only a half game ahead of the Trailblazers for the 10th and final seed um, in the playoffs. So I'm going to actually take the Pelicans here just because I don't like what I've seen out of Portland. Like, outside of a Damian Lillard 71-point game against a shit Houston team, like, they've sucked recently. So I'm going to take the New Orleans Pelicans. I'm going to put it better in my written article but what do you think about this game? I am with you on this one. I think the Pelicans will win this one. Nice. Uh, they have rest advantage. It is their first road game. Uh, but Portland is coming home. Portland did win the first game against them. Um, want to check and see. You, with any Pelicans game from the past, you definitely have to check and see who's playing because you never know. They had Williamson, Ingram, and Valanchunas in that game. And uh, I think... 
I thought I saw yesterday that Valanciunas might actually be out for this game. Yeah, he's questionable. Uh, it says he's very likely to play. So he should be able to cook Eubanks, who is, I mean, he's a replacement center. He's not that good. Um, but I would I would think he's going to be okay. Uh, I Yeah, I, I think Pelicans win this one on the money line at, at plus 100. I, I don't know that Portland is that good. The Pelicans haven't played great late great lately either. I mean, they've lost their past four games, but this is kind of like that moment where they have to decide to do something. Um, Josh, Josh Richardson should be back. Valanciunas should be in. Jose Alvarado will be out. He does give them a spark off the bench, obviously. Uh, but C.J. McCollum coming back to Portland. Could mean something to him. Revenge to game. You know us. I love yeah. a good revenge game, buddy. I I don't know. The only thing that I'm thinking here, too, in addition, is maybe Cam Reddish, uh, his points over. Somebody's going to have to score. I mean, it's at 12 and a half. He's only gone over that twice since he's been traded to Portland. And at least last night, they basically were daring him to shoot threes against the Warriors. Like They, they basically were like, well, go ahead. If you want to shoot a three, Reddish, feel free. Um, but somebody on that team has to score for them. And Jeremy Grant, who is at 19 and a half points, will probably be guarded by uh, Herb Jones unless they stick him on um, on Lillard to just really try and switch things up. Thibel should be on Ingram, so you, you probably don't want to play his props because Thibel is actually a pretty decent defender. Uh, I'm a Brandon yeah. Ingram fanboy. I think he lights Thibel's ass up. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. I like Ingram a lot. I'm not going to go as far as you on that one. <laughs> His point total is 25 and a half. I, I think that's a pretty fair number for him. It's a good line. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think they're the better team, though. I think they come in here and they win this game um, outright. So I will take them. Uh, I do want to look in to see what what Portland is on back-to-back and that kind of stuff. Um, do you want me to real quick hold on we'll do ATS Um, no rest ATS that's how I look at these things Portland is 6-4 yeah 6-4 alright rest advantage Uh, let's see where the Pelicans are Oh, with the rest advantage, Pelicans are (laughs) 2-6 I know here's the other thing too (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the Pelicans lost 106 to 95 earlier this season against Portland. Portland yep. didn't have Nurkic. It didn't have Dame Lillard. Pelicans had everyone. Yeah. <laughs> everyone. So that clearly was one of those games where both teams the, were on the back of back, back to back. Yeah. The Pelicans must have just thought, like, oh, we were going to win this. And then they didn't come out and try. It's got to be that. That's like the only explanation. Yeah, or they just sucked that night. I don't know. Yeah. I mean as a way under or as a way underdog as well. Pelicans are six fourteen and one against the spread. Uh man. Looks bad. I, I, I might, might be talking might be talking myself out of betting the Pelicans. I've mentally committed to betting the Pelicans, so I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ride Brandon Ingram and, and CJ McCollum over the finish line. Those yeah. are one of my four bets. Uh, okay. I'm also taking the Thunder minus four and a half, the Bucks minus seven, and the over two twenty three, and then Brooklyn Nets Knicks. I know people can get your NBA packages at beatennogthebookie.com. Where can people follow your handicapping stuff? Uh, so I'm on Outkick. I write articles for them. Um, it'll be baseball pretty soon, Damn hockey, right. and then. Uh, what else have I been writing? I've been writing college basketball. That's the last one that's kind of winding down here. But uh, you can find those on outkick.com slash betting. And then uh, on Twitter, at futureprez2024 is where you can find most of my stuff. Can you give the podcast listeners one official play? Uh, Join me in the Pelicans, dude. You were there. Then we started talking about it, and you thought differently. 
It's just yeah, go back I, to the initial reaction. That's probably the best way to do this. I'll, I'll give one official play, and okay. it's not going to be the Pelicans on this one. It's okay. going to be uh, Nick's first quarter. Okay, cool. Okay, so Nick's, we're going to take Nick's first quarter versus the Nets, and it is at minus two and a half. That's on DraftKings. Uh, I haven't looked everywhere to see if you can find it better. Some of those first quarter lines can change by as much as a point, and obviously – you know, you want the best number, so make sure you look for look around for that um, and see what you can get. All right. Well, I got to go put pen to paper on all these picks, get them out there in the written form. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, please check out my Hot Links Golf Gambling Podcast where I broke down this week's Honor to Palmer Invitational with the homie Eston McLaren. Uh, I'll probably be back tomorrow for the Thursday, March 2nd slate. I'll have you back here soon, David. I don't know, maybe this week, maybe next week, but we'll figure it out, as you know. Um, sure. All right, best of luck, homies. Peace. Peace.